Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Go ahead and use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase store at untapped.com. You have these new sweet pub glasses. John had it on last week that we're chucking around. There he has it again right now in the store. But you don't need to pay full price for them. Just use the coupon code. Grab that, mats, t-shirts, whatever you like. If you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't shopped for Christmas yet, but I also only have 80% of the money I thought I would have, <laughs> don't worry about it. We got you on that other 20%. Score <laughs> <laughs> at untap.com. And remember, like, subscribe, do all those things we say every episode. If you haven't yet, I'm sure you have because you're here, but if it's the first time you're here, welcome to... Bill and Zadie's wacky world of inflatable uh, shoes. Just kidding. This is a beer podcast. Anyway, John, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the inflatable shoes idea, but there's probably already a bunch of inflatable shoe podcasts. So you're right. Here we are with beer. Here we are again (laughs) to celebrate another December 15th, which is a fabulous day for film history. I mean, we're dealing with the making of such greats as Gone with the Wind, Ooh. Million Dollar Baby released on December 15th, wow. Spice World. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and also Untapped released its year and beer wrap-up for 2021. And I better be seeing some loggers out there in your posts. This podcast isn't about getting yelled at for your loggerless check-ins, but it is about celebrating all the new beer that we've had this year. And there are many highlights we expect to see as the week kind of continues on. But this episode is all about the pioneer days. And if you remember the days of loading up your wagon to head west, then you're probably too old for this podcast. Or (laughs) you're thinking about the Oregon Trail video game. And if you are, then I think you are great. There are 8,000, more than 8,000 breweries in the United States. There's over 11,000 in Europe. And Asia is catching up on craft as well. And still, Asia producing the most beer in the world. So it was only a few years ago that China alone was making almost twice as much beer as the whole United States. So Harrison is not lying when he says this is a golden age of beer And I say we're in an even golder age for beer exploration, if you'll follow me. yeah. Uh, Load up your floppy disk. And in the spirit of the Oregon Trail, Harrison and I and all of you are going to go grab some supplies and head out west or east or downtown in the spirit of adventure and discovery. We're going to be fording the rivers in our Honda Civics and hunting for new breweries (laughs) in our local bottle shops to discover our own version of a California gold rush, and Harrison's going to explain what I mean in just a second. That's right. With the Brewery Pioneer Badge. Hopefully you guys all know about this badge. It's great. It's amazing. That's why we're talking about it today. Every beer can you open could be a new adventure. 
Um, at least that's the spirit behind this badge. And the description reads, There's beer in them there hills! <laughs> that sounds good. You're setting off <laughs> on your journey through the world of beer, but be sure to take a little time to get to know each brewery as you go. Which is a great point, and really, we'll talk about this a bit more on the podcast, that if you have to imagine from the brewery's perspective, every time you have one of their beers, they're probably hoping that you like read the label and then maybe yeah. like see their on Instagram or look them up on Untapped or go to their website and learn more about them. Kind of get lost in their world and their little universe they've created. Every beer is almost like right, a little wave from the brewery saying, ah. This is kind of what we're about, but maybe there's more. Come see, come come explore with us and see what else we have you might like, which is a part of craft beer I've always loved. So this badge is like, again, it's one of those core badges that gets me excited and about the really harkens back to not just cows drowning in rivers and going to town to get loaves of bread from the package store or whatever we did in Oregon Trail, but just, you know, how I started in this this journey of mine of going, well, it's kind of interesting. What is this? And then here we are. So um, from the first cool crafter I had. So anyway, that's a lot of jibber-jabbering. This badge is pretty simple. You unlock it. It's a level badge, obviously. Every five new breweries you check into, you're going to level up. So get out there and get exploring. Yeah, absolutely. You it it almost forces you to go try not just different beers, but beers from different makers. And I think right. that's something on this right. podcast right. when we talk about the beers today, Harrison and I are both drinking our own different beers to level yeah. up or work on this badge from from breweries that we haven't checked into right. or tried before. So Right. Harrison, when we introduce these beers, I'll challenge myself and you to yeah. uh, also kind of highlight some of the breweries that make them um, and see how that goes. Is is we? I'm, I'm drinking a beer from a from a kind of smaller brewery, but we'll see yeah. how it goes on the podcast, That's right? right? Let's do it. You start, John. What do you have? A new brewery to you? What are you going to crack open today? Yep. So today I'm drinking a beer called Cranberry Berliner, and it comes mm. from Young Lion Brewing Company which is a female-owned brewery out in the Finger Lakes in New York. So the beer that I'm drinking is a Berliner. Uh, or on Untapped, is listed as a Berliner Weiss Sour. It's 5.6 ABV, has about 1,000 ratings on Untapped, and holds about 3.6 bottle caps. Nice. On Untapped, the brewery will tell us it's a cranberry-spiced Berliner. Uh, annual release so they do this every year usually released around halloween nice. and then diving in and trying to learn a little bit more uh yeah. the brewery on their website you kind of told us this earlier harrison check out their website yeah. the brewery says we only call this a berliner not the berliner vice because instead of using traditional wheat we use rye for a spicier flavor Ooh. so already i'm learning a little bit more about this beer just by going to their website. They sour the wort to get the desired level of acidity. Then they boil it. They add some mulling spices. They use house yeast and farmhouse yeast are adding during fermentation to create a subtle wild flavor. 
Then they mm-hmm. add fruit in the secondary fermentation with the cranberry and tartness. And they say, we hope you'll drink this flavorful beer to warm up during the cold months while enjoying the benefits of its lower ABV. And now a further moment to highlight Young Lion Brewing Company. They've amassed over 35,000 check-ins on Untapped. Right. They've got 28,000 ratings. So anyone can check into a beer. You don't have to always give a rating. You may check into the same beer multiple times. So the yep. rating only counts once. And if you give that check-in a bottle cap rating, this smallish brewery has 176 beers, which seems like a lot of work. Uh, the tap room is a verified venue as well. So you can check them out on untapped and the tap room nice. has 8,000 check-ins. I'm a math nerd and a spreadsheet guy. So the tap room has 8,000 check-ins. The brewery has 35,000. So that tells me about 25% of their check-ins are at the tap room and the rest come through distribution. So cheers to you long young lion for getting your beer out there in the world. And then a quick highlight, the brewer, Phil Platts, who was previously working at trim tab in Arizona is the, wow. I've never had trim tabs beer either. So one day they'll help me get uh, a little bit further on the brewery pioneer. Uh, Jennifer Newman is the CEO and co-owner. She's got, she's a business person behind this brewery, three successful startups in her past. And then she kind of pivoted away from tech to start this brewery. And then Alicia Wolk, is kind of what I gather like Young Lion's own Harrison. Alicia is the branding brains behind the business. She kind of brought the concept of this brewery from a a conversation in a bar into something that people could drink. And you could see her pouring beers one day and then at a boardroom meeting the next. So I love the idea of, of a small startup brewery young lion's been doing it for a while. They've got some success, but it seems like uh, everybody kind of brought some of their own part of them into this brewery. So uh, happy to kind of highlight some of their own, we'll say untapped track record or untapped stats, as well as a little bit of highlight to the people who are building this beer. And that's nice. it. I'm going to pour it into a cup. Harrison, what are you bringing to the podcast today? do it that was fun john thank you for sharing all that cool stuff it really is i know i just said it but it's a big part of that's what i hope for i have a beer and my first thought is "Ooh, i want to know more about this brewery and then i get lost in their the online world they've built for us so um that definitely happened with me today too when picking out a beer for the brewery pioneer episode um, I'm staying on the lager train from last episode of can't get away from national lager day. And that's fine by me. Um, <laughs> I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed Montauk Pilsner from Montauk. Ooh, that's Company. pretty out in. Yeah. Great logo. Great, uh, great can design um, out in on the Eastern tip of long Island, New York. And so Montauk itself, the town of Montauk, has a lot of cool history. The European settlers first got there like the early 1600s. And of course, Long Island, like most of the United States, certainly the Northeast New England, um, had a lot of Native Americans already living there, mostly the Algonquins, which were not a single tribe, but like a, a loosely divided into bands of different groups together. Under the leadership of this guy, 
Montauk Satchum. So he was like kind of the head honcho um, and ruled from Montauk again out uh, actually at that time on the western side of the island. Um, so a lot of cool history there, starting with the Native Americans. But even like later on, there's lots of legends around pirates. So supposedly Captain Kidd, the somewhat famous pirate, you may have heard of him, left two chests of loot in a place called now Money Pond, which makes sense. No one's yeah. ever found it, right? But uh, but supposedly it's there. So if you have a snorkel and some free time, maybe you can find in your near New York or near Montauk. Maybe you're the the guy to find Captain Kid's loot, and maybe it's just chilling there under some sand. And that's not the only <laughs> yeah thing hiding in Montauk during Prohibition. The rum runners, so that's like a drink, a rum runner, which I don't yeah. recommend. Um, it's just a ton <laughs> of rum and a large glass, and then it's tomorrow in your head. It's horrible. So don't, <laughs> right, don't, maybe don't have a rum runner. But there was a group of bootleggers that called themselves the rum runners. They used to use Montauk as a drop-off point where they'd bring it in on ships. They'd put it in the dunes and bury it, and then... Someone from New York City would drive out in a big truck and load it up with and like an armored truck. They had like guys with, you know, Tommy guns and stuff, moving all this booze around. Oh, what a time to be alive. Um, so that's cool. Long history of um of booze on Montauk. And then something else that was pretty cool. So obviously you're on the tip of Long Island and at the edge of the, the island sound in the Atlantic Ocean, lighthouse and None other than George Washington, our president, realized, hey, let's put a lighthouse here so people don't run into Long Island um, and know where they are. So he commissioned really, one in, in 1797. Smart guy, um, obviously. But so that's just Montauk itself. But Montauk, the brewery. So again, I kind of zoomed back in on the beer. Started in 2012. Longtime friends, brewing in the basement, this classic story you hear from a lot of great breweries. Um, decided, you know, after friends were like, hey, this beer's really good, let's do it. Turned into a business, so we're delivering kegs across the island on bicycles to start, just a few local bars. It started to grow. Again, they started to make a little bit of a name for themselves there. And now you can find it around most of New York, um, certainly closer to Long Island. Um, but uh, and, and and are well known or known now as New York's easternmost brewery because of course they are literally as far east in New York as you get before being uh, soaking wet. So um, <laughs> and I had something really cool about it just visually. They're in this old like red barn. They call it the Red Brew Barn. That's like right on the bay on one side, the ocean on the other. It's a really cool place. It looks very kind of Long Islandy, New Englandy. Um, with the red bar and they're right on the water. So again, awesome stuff on the story side of it um, itself. On the beer side of it, zooming into the beer itself, what I'm having today is a Pilsner itself. They listed as Pilsner Other. 5.4%, 20 IBUs, uh, 3.48 out of 5 on untapped with a little more than 2,700 check-ins. And from the brewers themselves, they describe this beer with its light and mellow malts. This Pilsner is ultra crisp. And super crushable, give you thirst for a flavorful brew that goes out smooth all year long. Look no further than Montauk Pilsner. So a great pitch for what should be just a pretty straightforward and delicious beer. 
And in terms of brewery stats, about 150,000 total check-ins. So that's pretty cool. 61,000 unique and averaging about 1,400 a month. They have about 95 beers in their lifetime, too, and they're a verified venue. So they can a lot of them, but if you want to go check it out, head to the brew barn. They got even more stuff on site there. So um, pretty cool stuff. I'm going to pour mine. John, I'm really curious, though, about the Berliner Rice. That sounds like Ooh. rice, not rye. That's too confusing. But yeah, what's happening with the cranberry? What's going on? Well, one, when we look at the color on this, the cranberry comes through, I think, super subtly. It's just, yeah. I mean, it looks like a, almost like a hazy Pilsner kind of straw, but there's just like a touch of almost this pinkish red that comes in here. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. The I probably wouldn't, let's be honest, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that this is brewed with rye instead of wheat, just mm. tasting it. But knowing that going in, it, I was looking for that kind of spicy rye note. I right. love it. It was easy to find. There's you don't. It's not like cranberry juice from the can or cranberry mm. sauce from the can, where it's like sweet cranberry. Right. I think they did a fantastic job. Like likely some of that farmhouse yeast that they're using to give it a small little funk note um in the in the sour flavor the cranberries there it's almost like a mold cranberry sour tart mm. wine nah wine's the wrong word to use this is a this is really good i could see it pairing well with thanksgiving with the cranberry right. yeah but honestly i think this tastes like a christmas beer you know it, i mean it, it tastes like like a like almost fruit cakey Okay. Um, in the yeah. the the mulling, there's there's some spice flavor that's going on in here. I wish you had sipped it first because usually you help unlock <laughs> my brain when you start describing uh, a beer. Yeah. Um, so the one sided from John. This tastes like uh, like a like sitting by the fire, but but in Christmas, like super Christmas time with cranberries. I don't know if they grow in like swamps, so. Not that, right. but like right. cranberries right. growing on a Christmas tree. All um, right. You can make things that. up. It's good. It's good. I like the mulled spice flavor. What are you getting from your Pilsner on the easternmost side of New York? Yes. It's doing all those Pilsner things. Great crackery nose. Yeah. Recently, we've had a lot of some German Pilsners, some Czech Pilsners, which are always more hop forward there's a lot more hot presence and this one is you know it's kind of like an american pilsner i think and it's the goal is super light and crushable that's what this is is plenty of hop character and flavor um but not as again hop forward or herby or kind of like sazzy if you will um there's a lot of the other more either dry hopped or more um heavily hopped than that i've had recently but Great. I mean, again, that's that's probably maybe one of the overlooked things about Pilsners is they can be 45 IBUs or 15. And a lot of the malt character may say the same, but it is how it finishes that changes a bit. There's a lot of complexity in this beer, this kind of beer. And this is definitely on the smoother, crisper side all the way through, which is awesome. So I could, I mean, again, now I'm thinking about New York at a beach in the summer, hanging out at the brewery. This would be like, the, I'd have a pint of it at the tap room and go, I'll be taking a six pack of that. 
I'm going to get some fried clams. I'm going to go to the beach. I'll see you tomorrow and just have an amazing night. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, it's, I mean, it's perfectly crisp, clear, looks great. Smells exactly like I hoped it would tastes like I hoped it would. Huzzah, new brewery. This is exciting. And a, a new great Pilsner. Yes. We're doing it, John. Yeah. I, the one regret I have is that I'm not drinking a lager right now, but <laughs> that's always everyone's regret. That doesn't have a lager. We know it's just, Oh, why is this a lager? <laughs> but I, I, I think if anybody were to say like, well, John likes weird beers, just not, not necessarily good, not necessarily fruited, just weird. What, what did you do to that? This we, you know, we brewed it in kegs and then we threw some old stones in there. Sold. Right. John's interested. Can I yep. get a twelve pack? Right. Um, right. And well, I think in a in a good kind of accidental way that we landed here, Harrison. If I could describe Harrison's beer taste, this mm-hmm. Pilsner other makes good sense it does and john's a true brewery pioneer really i've always always admired his ability to go that sounds weird i'll take one at least that's brave (laughs) i'm not that brave i get out of the house maybe once a month and i don't want to roll the dice i'm free let's not let me get overzealous and pick up right fruited uh fruit snack starburst pastry you're selling me already yeah exactly right i'll let you grab that and watch your face as you drink it while i have a lager (laughs) (laughs) did you not make my decision seltzers harrison you got to try this thing or oh seltzer stouts harrison don't don't worry about it this year it's not happening Uh, (laughs) golly i'm sure it already exists that's fine do what makes you happy just pass me a pilsner um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this badge a little bit. So this is a big one, obviously. I mean, if you use Untapped for a little bit, you're probably going to hit a couple different breweries. You only need to hit five different ones to unlock this beer. So it's got a ton of unlocks, almost 2 million. So 1.9 million unlocks in the Brewery Pioneer badge. And the top beers list it kind of reads like a lot of other lists we've talked about that we see untapped users encounter like early on in their untapped career or their beer drinking career. It's a lot of beers that you can readily find available like Heineken and Guinness and Corona. There's also triple Carmelites on here. Lagunitas is IPA, right? Which is like the IPA that's all over the world. Um, but then some some notable things like um, Le Chouf from Brasserie Le Chouf, which is like an amazing beer. That's pretty cool. That and obviously we have tons of users in the Netherlands, in Belgium. Um, that beer, of course, available all over the world, but certainly consumed more in Europe. So not surprising to see that crack into the list as well. But Triple Comer Elite's up at like number four, which is pretty uh, pretty cool. That beer is that beer is amazing. I still remember like having that in my early craft beer days as well, actually. That was like a beer where so many Belgian beers around Philadelphia, if I didn't know what to get, <laughs> that's a 9% decision. That's very different than the Pilsner's <laughs> I'll get that decision one I make today. Yeah. <laughs> right. But a, a younger me was like, yeah, that 9% triple, that car, that caramel triple guy, let's let's do it. 
Um, so anyway, just cool to see, cool to see where people begin their journeys on Untapped or t- towards the beginning of it anyway. Um, I thought this list was great. Yeah, and, it's, and it, there is some Untapped royalty in a lot of these kind of big core badges where you see Heineken and Corona, Lagunitas IPA. I mean, one yep. of the probably first and biggest American-born IPAs that started to become available worldwide. Yeah, um, and I wonder maybe maybe next year and in, in next season maybe we'll we'll be, start to look at what was what was the what were those unlocks like early on in Untapped, and what are they like for the people that are yeah. just getting to the app more recently when when you know beer is. You walk into a bar in Philly now, you'd be overwhelmed, or you'd be prepared. You know, here's the two that right. I haven't had yet. I'll, I'll start right. with those two. <laughs> like, it's a great point. You're right. I know that's definitely a, a hope of ours is to dive even deeper into a lot of these badges, new badges. There are thousands, tens of thousands, about at least a ten thousand plus um, yeah. beer badges alone. So we got a lot of work ahead of us. A lot of seasons of drinking socially to knock them all down and hoping to write, learn more about how they've evolved as untapped has. And as we all have as beer drinkers and no better place to start than looking in the mirror. So let's do that right now. John, tell me. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. I know. I know. <laughs> Good. As you should be. I celebrate you and your adventurous nature. What do you got? Where are you? I'm not done yet, but I'm at level 97. And this check-in from Young Lion is going to put me at level 98. So now it's like I want to be careful about my next 10 breweries. (laughs) And if I look back, I'll forget. And all of a sudden, I'll I'll, I'll max this one out. But I'm at level 97. This badge doesn't allow you to go back and kind of see the first one you unlocked with it. But... You can check out the badge in your un, in your own untapped profile, and you can see where you stack up against your friends. So I was happy to see I have a lot of friends. I know you do as well, Harrison, that have already maxed this one out. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see you when I was scrolling through my untapped friends. Where where are you sitting on this badge, Harrison? Anything above fifty, and I would say bravo because i know that you drink more sierra nevada than ken grossman probably does so aside from all your standbys where yeah. are you on the brewing yeah. pioneer i'm hoping that i'll break untapped and by my 100th sierra nevada check-in they'll count as a new brewery or something <laughs> that probably it won't happen um i'm doing okay i mean you're right there at the end i'm at level 74 which is about 340 different breweries um which is great most recently um i unlocked it by drinking reindeer games from clown shoes so believe it or not that having dan on having space cake i had never checked into hoppy Pete before which i couldn't believe i remember that beer being possibly part of my crappier life before i was an untapped user that must be the reason but anyway so Cloud Shoes got me there to level uh, 74, uh, actually, yeah, to level 74. Um, but yeah, so not doing horrible. Okay, I'm happy with this. I'm unsurprised, no, that's good. right, because I knew I wasn't done. I know I mostly drink Two-Hearted and Sierra Nevada products, but uh, I also know I've, you know, I get out there. I dip a toe in the old experience 
exploration pool. That's not a thing. That sounds yeah. It's a. It's just a. It's a mud puddle. Right. Exactly. It just right. It's it's a puddle full of amoebas. It's terrifying to me. No, this. Yeah, I know I explore a bit. I know I could explore more. Um, and that's what I'm doing. And this one, yeah, this beer, boom, I'm going there. That may be. Ugh, I almost put myself up to a challenge. I'm probably not bold enough to take. But I was going to say it'd be nice if maybe next season I just had beers I've never had before. At least that would help. Would it help all the time? Because of course this badge is, you know, only unlocked by new breweries. A lot of breweries out there. John said 8,000 plus in the U.S., 11,000 in Europe. Like, what are we doing? We should be getting more beers and maxing this badge out. That should be a, a secret side goal of next season. So maybe it is. So hold us to it. Let us think about it. So just in a moment. I mean, John will be done by this. Yeah, I might be okay. But that's 150 new breweries next year. Oh. That's going to be tough, man. Because we definitely, I mean... Trogues gonna kick out a bunch of good beer. Victory gonna kick out a bunch of good beer. Sierra Nevada gonna kick out celebration again. We know <laughs> Sierra Nevada celebration and a handful of Oktoberfest are gonna make up your quarter, your quarter for 2022. We'll have some Can't work wait. to do, man. Can't wait. <laughs> um I know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just do it as a personal journey myself on untapped of looking at this badge and going. 2022 is the year. I got you. 300 plus beers this past year. I should be, well, again, not all for different breweries, but this could be done. Yeah, and you know what? It's not about, uh, right. I like this part of the show that we do kind of see where we line up against each other, but it's really like the badges are fun. They're part of the journey. They're part of the memory. They're not a competition, except for the drinking socially badge. That is a competition. Yeah, you should sure. Only one winner. We'll talk about that next week, maybe kind of. Um, but uh, yeah, right now I'm, you're saying competition. I'm just imagining dropping off cases and cases of just Sierra Nevada Pale Ale at your house. So that's all you have to drink while I work <laughs> my way up to level 97 somehow but by not dying. Um, and then we just duke out the last two levels. That sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like you get the, well, we actually both have. Fun. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Nevada, I drink a lot of weird stuff. Um, and then we uh, come out the other side, I don't know, better, tireder, probably less healthy. But that doesn't matter. That's not important. Definitely wearing jogging pants. That's right. But I'll tell you where I'm not. Well, actually, I, I might. It's 2021. I wear jogging pants all the time now. But where I will try not to wear jogging pants is this week's verified venue highlight. All right. And the place that I'd like to draw your attention to, Harrison, because you're only a couple of hours away, and everyone listening to this podcast, because you're only a couple hours away too, that maybe more, you know, a couple. Right. Anyways, you're close enough. You're on the planet Earth. And That's the right. reason that I would highlight this week's verified venue is because if, if there's a brewery that I implore you to visit on your brewery Pioneer Oregon Trail, it's the answer, and the answer's brew pub in Richmond, Virginia. Boom. The answer, we've drank one of their beers a couple of yeah. seasons ago on the Amazing. podcast. Amazing. Crazy. They, the, uh, so the reason I chose this this venue to highlight is, is because if you said, John, who should I visit? The answer 
would be probably one of the first five that came to mind every time. It's the brewery that I want everyone to experience. They make a bunch of different styles. I think I would celebrate them for everything they do with fruit, fruited sours, milkshake style. I mean, they're they're, they've done a, probably one of the best beers I've ever had was poured off of a tap at the answer. And they also allow you to take crawlers of at home. So That's right. the beer they make is great, but you can go there and have a, like one of their lagers. You could have a pale ale and still get a great experience. Another thing I love about them is they keep a running tally of their untapped leaderboard. It's like a chalkboard. They've got their digital beer menus up. They use untapped yeah. for that. It's great. But they've also got this chalkboard of their most loyal patrons. So I love that they kind of celebrate that as well. They have guest taps. There's a mead section. I mean, these guys love beer. They made some of the best smoothies I've ever had. You can even get them like poured where they come out of like almost like a McDonald's ice cream machine where they take their smoothie beer and and they serve it almost like a frozen. It's it's ridiculous. They're 40... I think there's more than 40 breweries in Richmond. Yeah. Um, the Answers owner is also the brains behind Mekong in Richmond. Uh, An Bui, a Vietnamese immigrant to America or the son mm-hmm. of Vietnamese immigrants. And I can vouch that what An is doing is unique, not just to Richmond, but to beer. If you're fortunate enough to visit the Answer, you could walk like literally through the brewery and end up at Mekong, which kind of is, I think, one of the most celebrated, if not most underappreciated beer bars in the world. And it all kind of happened because he wanted to sell Vietnamese food and he didn't want to compete with the fancy wine restaurant. So he started right. bringing Belgian beer. Right. And, you know, you would get this $15 bottle of beer that rivaled the best wine a winemaker could make. And then eventually that turned into the answer. So the the beer's exciting, the flavors are exciting, and the food. My gosh, I haven't even talked about it. Harrison, did you get a chance to look at the food menu? Yep, and that kind of blew me away. And that's um, that's what I've taken away from your trips to the answer, and also hearing from other friends who've gone is like the beer is going to knock you down, but the the food will lift you up i don't know whatever yeah Yeah, something like that yeah right sure the truth of the matter is the food's amazing it's not an afterthought it's like a whole other experience which is so cool because truly the first time we had that beer that you brought back from the answer it was like it blew my mind it was like a crazy smoothie juice thing never had a beer like that couldn't believe what i was tasting and then to learn they also have just amazing food. This truly, this is a great verified venue to highlight on this episode because it's going to be a whole experience. We're talking about shrimp chips, which are fried rice chips with shrimp seasoning, like crab fries, but shrimp chips, My you know blowers. what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, they have beer-battered shrooms and kind of their, just a bunch of curry seasoned mushrooms with ranch, but beer battering them, uh, Beyond Meat Burger, ramen fried chicken sandwich. A ramen fried chicken sandwich. They have the wake and bacon, which is fried rice and bacon mix topped with a slice of bacon and a slice out of egg. That's that's it. That's all I need to live. <laughs> but, you know, things like bang bang shrimp. They do animal fries. They have an animal burger. There's just um, all kinds of different ways you can experience the answer, but 
uh, whether go just for the beer or the food and the beer, grab some food, take it home. I encourage you to make food part of it. Don't go there thinking we'll go to dinner somewhere else. Like the answer can be the answer for your whole evening, maybe your whole weekend. Um, And, uh, you know, it'll be impressive each time you go back. Not to mention they have a, a, so obviously they make amazing beer. Like the beer list there is like out of this world in terms of, so they're making their guest taps. I saw a bunch of new anthem on there. Shout out Wilmington NC, but also like Bizzle Brothers, and they have other half, and they have Blue Jacket, and like truly like the best of the best beer. Period. So you got to go check it all out. There's a beer on there called Three Coconuts on Zanzibar. It's a pastry stout. Usually not my <laughs> speed, but. Uh, I don't know. Zanzibar. There's a lot of jokes about Zanzibar. It's a pea brandy, barrel imperial style with coconut, habaneros, and gingerbread flavored coffee. What? That's yeah. real. It exists. <laughs> Only 34 people have checked in and untapped. Go be the 35th. This thing sounds amazing and ridiculous. Go level up on the dessert time badge. Um, but anyway, yeah, the answer, the perfect name for that place um, doesn't matter what the question is. Just get over to the answer and find out yourself. <laughs> well said, too, man. The well, the first time I went there with my wife, I, I brought her there because she wanted to go really, really, really badly, and so did I. So it was one of those great trips. Yeah. And as soon as we got there, we we're like, eh, "Let's get a flight and also cancel our dinner reservation because right, we're just right. going to stay here." <laughs> That was the only mistake. Uh, Harrison, great job pointing right. that out. If you're going Don't to the that. answer, just plan on staying there for if you, the rest of your day. Forever. <laughs> Until they ask you as long, leave, as, long as they will let you, you're right. doing good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And another and final send-off on awesome things, my favorite moment is to kind of catch up with you. I follow you on Untapped, and I see mm-hmm. you check into beers, but I always want to know when I ask you, what was the best beer you had last week? What's the one that comes to mind? Yes. So this one is actually, we're keeping it in Richmond, but also keeping it in kind of your side of the screen. That doesn't matter. This is a gift that you gave to me. It was Hardywood Park's Bourbon Barrel Gingerbread Stout. So this is from a couple of years ago. We're thinking, we were trying to figure this out, 2016-ish, <laughs> maybe. Um, I think sounds about right. But it's a bourbon barrel-aged version of their gingerbread stout. Amazing, like, German chocolate cake magic. Held up great over the years, corked and caged, doesn't matter. It was it was unreal. Um, it's been a long time since I've had a stout that I've cellared, and it's it's a really it's just a cool experience to open it up and go, oh wow, this is great. And of course, I wish I immediately had a fresh one to compare it to, but that's just me. That would be way too much. Ten plus percent beer. No science compared to what happened. I would just be going, they're both great. They're both great as I fall slowly <laughs> to the floor and go to bed. So glad I didn't have that, even though part of me thought that was a good idea. But that was amazing. So thank you again, John, for sharing that with me. Um, whoo, good stuff. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm glad that I shared it with you, but when I saw you crack it open, I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably delicious right now, even with the mystery year. Um, The beer that I think of, I guess there's probably a trend over the last episode or so, but the beer that I think of is called A Little Bit Lager Now from Hamburg. Right near Orchard Park where the Bills play. If you've ever been to a Bills game, you heard the song a little bit louder now. A little bit, you know, so no. Hamburg Brewing right near the stadium. A little bit lager now. The year of the lager. And, you know, the label's great. I, I like the tie-in to my favorite hometown team. But I bought this beer because when I looked at it on Untapped, the first review I saw said, this beer sucks as bad as the Bills. And then it went on to continue berating it. So, Listen, you untapped reviewer, let's keep it kind of, let's keep the <laughs> review generous. There's people that work on these beers, but also I was sold. I was like, you know what? This guy doesn't know anything. The bills are great, first of all. Right. Um, and so I'm happy to report that according to my palate, this beer was Josh Allen on a record-breaking playoff run. And even though that may be my imagination, I'm happy to report the bills are great in my head and the beer was <laughs> Equally amazing. Thank you, Hamburg Brewing, for kind of playing into the local hometown team and making a great lager to go with it. I was happy to drink it. Uh, my untapped review says otherwise. That beer was great. That's right. Good. I trust you, John. As always. Woo! All right. Another great episode. Another cast in the books. Now I'm just hungry for trying to make my own shrimp chips in the kitchen and I'll fail probably. I don't think putting yeah. Old Bay on Lay's is the same. That's not, that's a different <laughs> experience. That's different, different state. Um, doesn't matter. I'll try it and then just get really, really thirsty and drink another Pilsner probably. But had a great day exploring another brewery. Excited to keep working down this path. Hope they can catch up to John. Uh, but probably not. And I'm, that's probably a dangerous thing to, to, to attempt. But whatever. I feel I feel like more of an explorer though today. Now I feel like I want to go out there. I want to see what I can do. I want to learn more about other breweries. There are clearly plenty I haven't had, so I'll work on that. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, jump over to podcast.untapped.com. By John and I on Untapped at Drinking with John at Harry Beard. Make sure you say Go Bills. We're tagging John. Or just don't talk about the Patriots. That's also <laughs> as good. Um, for me, you know, whatever. Don't worry about me. Um, but yeah, follow us where you follow things. John, what's happening next week? What is going down? Yeah, so n- next week, Harry and I are, or were, depending on when you're listening to this, we're going to be on Untapped's Instagram Live on uh, yeah, December right, 15th, yeah. which is... Yeah. Like if, if you're one of the people that listen to this podcast, right. When it comes out one, thank you. I hope your coffee is delicious and I hope it's actually a lager, but, um, <laughs> Harris and I are going to be on there talking about our year in beer and encouraging you guys to share yours, especially all the longer check-ins. We're going to do a deeper dive on the following on next week's show. We're going to check out year and beer a little bit deeper, focus yeah. on the drinking socially badge. You guys have done some amazing work on this badge and we're excited to look back kind of on the whole year next week that's right but year and beer is out go get yours if you haven't didn't see us on instagram maybe it's still there i don't know instagram works but okay 
We'll talk a lot more about it next week. Um, and I look forward to doing that and having some jokes and maybe putting on a big sweater. We'll see. But until then, cheers! Cheers! Huzzah!